Hello and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Deeker and I'll be talking with you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Hey y'all, I'm going to guess two things about you right now. First of all, I'm going to guess that your relationship to failure isn't that great. In fact, I'm willing to guess that a fear of failing is holding you back from achieving the things you really want. That's probably why you chose to watch this video. The second thing I'm going to guess is maybe a little bit more surprising, and that's that you probably think of yourself as a pretty smart cookie. You think, in fact, you've probably always thought you're a pretty smart guy. And in fact, most of the guys I work with think they're pretty smart and they have a fear of failure. And that makes the fear of failure doubly frustrating because you know you're not living up to your potential. Today, I'm going to describe why understanding the link between the two is really important and also what I've done and a number of my clients have done to overcome the fear of failing and make sure that doesn't hold us back from getting women, getting business success, getting anything that we want in life. Keep watching to find out how. When I was growing up as a little kid, I remember very clearly that when I was learning things, I would consistently get praised when I got something right. So I'd be doing a maths problem, 10 plus 11 equals 21. Oh, good boy. Very good. Very good. And, you know, when I'd get something wrong, I'd be, the, the, the praise would be withholds, withheld. So I'd say, oh, 10 plus 11, 18. No, think about it a little bit now. What If you think 10, 11, 12, you know, they'd help me count it through. Now, this seems a really normal way of raising a child and, and, and getting things right is important. But you've got to think about what's happening in this experience. What I'm learning as a little child is that when I get something right, I am worthy of love. I get love. That is praise. Praise is a form of love for a child. When I get something wrong, that love is withheld until I get it right. And then I deserve the love. So from a very young age, what most of us learn is there's a direct connection between love and affection or deserving those things and getting things right or not failing. Now this is, on the surface of it, it sounds like not a bad idea because life is about success. Life is about getting things right. But I'm going to explain to you why it actually prepares us horribly for a successful life. Um, Two examples. Um, First of all, when I first got out of high school and I was 18 years old, I got this brilliant idea to start a DJing company. So I bought a whole bunch of like um, DJ gear. I bought like speakers and a massive amp and really, you know, it was really great to be a mobile DJ. And as in any new business venture, I got a lot of things wrong. You know, I ran my first event and at my first event, I had all the wrong kind of tracks. People were requesting tracks I didn't have. You know, I thought of myself as a house DJ, but here I was being a mobile DJ at a birthday party and everyone wanted pop songs. And I felt like I had nothing that anyone wanted to hear. And it just, you know, it felt like I was a big mismatch. And and the whole night was kind of just constantly having to turn people down. And the next event I ran was okay. But then I heard through a friend that, uh, that I did a really shit job because I can't remember exactly, but it was a complaint about me. And after that, I felt really, I felt really put down. I really, these two moments, my first two attempts were massive failures. Well, I felt they were massive failures and I felt really bad about myself. And every time I got something wrong in my DJing business, I felt worse about myself. 
you know, and, and pretty quickly, I didn't even want to think about DJing anymore. I could only deal with a couple of failures, a couple of things going wrong. And I'm like, this isn't for me. I can't do this anymore. I sold all my gear and I got out of it. The second little business venture I got into, I started a company. And what we did was I was teaching parents the truth about drugs, right? The truth about how drugs are manufactured, which drugs, um, you know, what the effects are of drugs, um, how to actually, you know, assess what kind of drug usage is likely to be problematic and what's just experimental. And we go into that stuff with parents who really had no idea and thought all drugs were equally bad. And actually, it's a more complicated thing than that and understanding when you should be worried and when to just leave things be. And I had a lot of initial interest. I was all pumped. I'm like, yeah, I'm a really smart guy. I know, know what I'm doing here. I'm going to get lots of love because I'm going to get it really right. And, and my first event, I had three parents show up. <laughs> and then my second event, I had six parents show up. And I had a big room for like 50 people. And I felt like such a moron. I felt like I looked like such an idiot in front of all those people with only a few people turning up. Sure, those people loved what I did. But it was failure after failure in my head. Things not going ideally, things not going to plan, and I couldn't keep persevering. I keep, couldn't keep going forwards. You've probably all heard the term, you know, some famous basketball player saying, I missed 100% of the shots that I didn't take, and seeing statistics of baseball players showing that the world's best baseball players struck out more than anyone else, but they also hit home runs more than anyone else, and we hear all this sort of feel-good stuff about how we just got to fail in order to succeed, and that's how it works. But I want to take a little time today to understand how you can actually embody that, how you can actually lose your fear of failure to understand where that comes from, because I really struggle with that. So the kicker is that if you think of yourself as being a smart person, a smart guy, a smart kid, if you got a lot of praise for being smart, if you thought of yourself as being smart, you almost, almost certainly have a big problem with a fear of rejection, <laughs> with a fear of failure. Um... And, and this research was pioneered by a lady named Carol Dweck at Stanford University. And she's not the only one, but she spent about 20 years on it. She, she received like international fame for her research here that's been really well documented. Go ahead and look it up. I'll put a link below as well. And she basically found this. She basically found that when you took two groups of children and looked at how they evolved over the time. So you had group one was told consistently that they were really smart. Every time they'd get something right, they were given praise about being smart kids. And, you know, they looked at how the parents talked to them regularly, how teachers talked to them regularly, and they looked at how they went on through life. And these children who believed they were always smart, they, they, they linked being smart with being right and also being smart with getting love. So as so long as people thought I was smart, I'd get loved. So long as, people, so long as I got things right, people would think I was smart and therefore I'd be loved. Now, what happened to these children as they grew up, they constantly had to keep feeling like they were smart. That was really important. It was part of their identity. And the older they got, the harder it is to keep getting everything right. And that creates a lot, very, very large amount of stress. So in um, high school and university, for example, children who had grown up thinking of themselves as smart specifically, um, rather than the other group, which you'll find out in a second, but these children were far more likely to cheat in exams and tests for example. They were far more likely to um, to break the law in, in various ways to, to continue to have people believe they were smart. Um, they also really struggled outside of university in any um, fields where failure was required. So um, people who children who always thought they were smart really struggled as entrepreneurs and really struggled in business. 
they perform much better in things like accounting and science and engineering where, yeah, you've got to be smart, but where um, you can just learn the facts and probably get most things right most of the time. You don't have to face failure. So they were really low on something that you'd call grit or persistence or perseverance. The other group were consistently rewarded not for being smart, but for the hard work they put in. So if they got something right or if they worked really hard on something, they were praised. They were praised. If they got it right, they go, oh, you got it right. Very well done. You must have worked hard at this. You must have studied hard at this. This was the type of praise that they were receiving from parental units, from friends and family, um, you know, teachers, all that kind of stuff. And these children grow up believing that if they worked hard at things, they were deserving of love. They were deserving of love. They worked hard. So it didn't matter if they failed so much. I mean, everyone wants to succeed. That doesn't go away. But it didn't matter. It just mattered that they were putting in the work. And if they put in the work, they get there eventually. They get the result they wanted. These kids, dramatically different. Once they became adults, they didn't hit university and say, oh my God, this is so hard. Uh, I can't do this. They got to university and went, oh my God, this is so hard. Well, I'm going to work hard at it and I'll make some mistakes and I'll get through it and I'll be all right. You know, when they got out of university, all of a sudden, if you put them in business entrepreneur positions where you got to fail over and over and over again, they were really high on, on grit. They were really high on perseverance and able to follow through. The same is true when it comes to women. You can't get good with women unless you're able to face failure. It's completely impossible. You know, if you think about a video game, uh, you know, you, 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 if you approach a video game, I play a lot of video games. You know, I don't have a lot of spare time, but when I do, it's a good way to unwind. And I like to play first person shooters. And so a few times a week, I'm playing my Battlefield games. And of course, most of the time, I'm just getting absolutely slaughtered by 14 year old kids. But that aside, you know, I, I, I know that I have to die a lot of times in order to get better. I need to get shot, headshot, killed, murdered, teabagged on screen, all these things in order to get better. And sure, now and again, I'll hop on YouTube and I'll look up some videos on how to play better. But I know one thing for damn sure. There's no way that I could hop online and watch a bunch of videos or read a bunch of books on playing first-person shooter games and perform well. It's impossible. I just have to play and I have to die a lot and then I'll get better. We know that. You know that intrinsically with video games. But we, we start to miss that point when it comes to women, right? I, I, you know, what I did having grown up thinking of myself as smart, I was like that first group of kids. I thought of myself as smart. I didn't want to make mistakes. And so I said, I want to get better with women. And I, I'd go out to a bar, but I didn't want to approach because I didn't know exactly what to say. I didn't know, I didn't feel like I had a sense of control over not getting it wrong. Because I didn't know everything I needed to say. And so I thought, well, I need to learn more. So I'd go home and I'd read more books and I'd watch more videos and listen to more people. And I'd go out and sure enough, I still wouldn't know what to say. 100% exactly what to do in every situation. And I didn't want to fail because failure was bad. And so I would have this really big apprehension about walking up and talking to girls because I didn't want to fail. I was so averse to it. I knew that if I failed with her, I wasn't deserving of love. And I didn't want to feel like I was not deserving of love. Um... And so, sure enough, I didn't approach. And I'm willing to bet a lot of you watching have this same thing. It's, it's the same. It's this lack of ability to persevere in the face of repeated failure. So how did I work through this? Because I did. I really worked through this. So what I did was I started to think about... I started to keep a journal. And I started to really be on the lookout for 
when I want praise or when I want to praise myself or when I want to feel good about something I've done, <clears throat> what do I do? So, you know, for example, right now I, um, I'm working on web development, trying to get good on web development and JavaScript writing just because eh, I like learning things <laughs> and it helps with business too. So I'm learning these things and, you know, I, I, I have to build a website all on my own from scratch, from, from raw HTML, CSS and make it look great. And so I do that and my instant response is I want to show my partner, show my girlfriend, hey, look at what I've done. Isn't this cool? I did it all from scratch and I want to get praise for that. And it's not just praise. It's kind of show off. This is what I've done. It's not about needing um, um, a positive response from my girlfriend. It's just that's how we communicate with friends and people we like. We share stuff, right? Look at this cool thing I got. Look at this cool thing I did. We do that. And that's my instant feeling. Now, that what that's doing is saying... Look, this success I've had now give me praise. And so that's my automatic response still to this day. But what I know that I need to do instead is I need to, is I need to go to my partner and say, wow, you know, I got caught up yesterday working for seven hours straight. I barely even stopped to eat. Like I was just so engrossed in it. Like I've learned so much about web development in such a short time. I'm feeling really proud of myself. So what I'm doing is I'm still showing off because... We do that now and again. It's how we communicate. I'm still doing that. But what I'm saying is, look how hard I've worked. I feel good about myself. Not look at what I've done. Look at this cool thing, success that I've had. I feel good about myself. And so I start to integrate this into everything I did. Like the ways that I communicate with friends. You know, like, let's say I'm talking to some friends. I picked up a girl yesterday and I want to show off about it, right? Um, Instead of saying, oh my God, she was so hot. uh, And I got her and we slept together. Awesome. It, it, it then it, it instead it change it needs to change to wow I talked to this girl and man I felt like I could put everything together that I'd learned like, you know because I've been working for weeks and I feel like the weeks of practice and weeks of rejection have really paid off here I feel really 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 stoked that I can see it coming together so you still you can still show off you can still share things but you need to remember you need to focus on the work put in not specifically the outcome and as I started to journal this stuff I realized that I'm talking to myself all the time in success-related terms. I finish a day, I think to myself, you know, in my head, um, how do I feel about my day? Did I succeed a lot? Did I succeed? Did I achieve big things? Yes or no? That's how I feel about my day. And what I needed to do is very, very purposefully go, wait, Damien, that's the wrong way to think about it. The question is, did I work hard today? Did I get a lot of work done today? Did I learn a lot today? Yes, I feel good about today. Doesn't matter whether I accomplished something good or bad. It went well or it went badly. I worked hard. I learned a lot. That was a good day. Now, when you start to do this, and in fact, I do this with my clients in my three-month course a lot. When you start to constantly be forced to look at the work put in and what you learned as a result of that hard work, and you get praised for that rather than praised for the results specifically, all of a sudden, your fear of rejection, your fear of failure reduces dramatically because your sense of where you how what needs to be done to feel good about yourself switches from the results to what you've done to the to the work put in and that is critical it's it's a critical life skill for everyone to learn and that was such a big pivotal moment for me that fear of failure stopped holding me back obviously not just with women but in business um gosh with my family with self development you know, trying things out with self-development and not being afraid of failing and looking like an idiot was, was big as well. So it was really big. How have you guys gone with this? You know, I'd love to hear in the comments, have you, 
Have you overcome your fear of failure in a different way? Have you done it this way in the past? Um, are you going to use what I tell you? Come back to me in another week and let me know how that's going as you start to really focus on changing how you give yourself praise. I'd love to hear about it. Let me know in the comments below. As always, if you've liked my channel, give me a thumbs up and subscribe so you don't miss out on my on any of my future videos. I look forward to seeing you again. I'm Damien Dika. Have a great week. That's it. And thank you for watching today's podcast. As a high five for taking the time to learn today, you can head over to schoolofattraction.com forward slash personality test to complete our scientifically backed attraction personality test, which will help you uncover the areas you most need to work on based on your personality assessment. Take care and I look forward to bringing you my next podcast.